Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode, and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I am doing great. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. We just chatted for like half an hour, <laughs> and now I'm like, tell me your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, no, so just you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep in contact even when you're not talking about a show about a, a dog that wanders around and stuff <laughs> that is true hobo does not occupy all of my waking moments <laughs> just most of them just and every now and then something will happen and i'll just be reminded of a hobo episode and be like this is my life now <laughs> <laughs> this is my cultural reference this is my yeah. my reference point for all things <laughs> it all boils back to the hobo for some people it's like the lord of the rings for some people it's the bible for us, it's The Littlest Hobo, a show that ran yep. from 79 to 85. <laughs> we weren't even born. We weren't even born yet. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this week's episode, season five, episode 10, Sartek, part one, the synopsis. Hobo witnesses a wilderness plane crash and aids the victims. And it first aired November 17th, 1983. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we're going to dive in. So there's a plane flying over the forest. It dives in. <laughs> it does dive in. <sighs> You're so good at these. They just go way over my head. And then like you a plane. And I'm like, oh. See? Exactly that. <laughs> oh, was in the woods. He's just chilling. Yeah, he's, he's watching. He's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> he is literally in the middle of nowhere because we find out later on there's somewhere north of Thunder Bay, which is literally like. Here there be dragons nowhere. country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you get lost in there and you are lost. You could wander for weeks and yep. never come across anything other than trees. Either one, th- one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to die or you're going to survive and write a big old book, which we as a people, us Canadians, are going to love because there's nothing we love more than survival books. It's so true. I definitely went through that phase as a kid where I loved like castaway stories yeah. or like, like the hatchet. Hatchet, my know. side of the mountain. Um, yeah. What's the most recent one about that guy in the bus? That they had to tow away because oh, people are going to that the, bus into the woods, into the wild, into the wild. Yeah, into the wild. We love yes. we love survival stories. So this wasn't a survival story. Oh, his wasn't. All right. Well, I didn't read that one. I did read Hashit. He definitely and, dies at the end. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Well, he survives for most of it, Katie. <laughs> he survives for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If you're if you're up that far north, I think even if you were like Survivor Man, you'd have difficulty surviving. Mm. It's awful up there. <laughs> That's where they are. That's where Hobo's chilling. That's his little hideout. Uh, so he sees the plane. He sees the plane nosedive into the ground. And we get a giant fireball. Not giant, but big. It's, it's pr- a big fireball. Considering how uninjured everyone is. Yes. But on top of that explosion, we also get some super cool new music, which <laughs> that is, is always always a treat in the show. So happy that it's not that. I think in one of the other episodes that we haven't done yet i wrote i'm so sick of that violin horn oh, like, tense the, music you know of, <laughs> yes that that one every time I, I hear like the first few notes i just like cringe like <laughs> no more <laughs> should make that your text notification <laughs> dear god no <laughs> it'd be like an eight second text notification yeah <laughs> My phone would never come off silent. <laughs> Just constantly on silent. I don't have a text tone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we get a fireball. 
uh, Hobo is like heading towards it. I don't know if you noticed, but there's like at one point he's trying to get over a log mm. and he's like struggling <laughs> to yes. get over this log. Um, <laughs> this episode is full of the hobo and rough terrain trying to actually yes. like they're forcing him to walk over stuff that he probably shouldn't be walking over. So yeah, uh, we're gonna. This one is definitely gonna rate on a hobo harm scale. There will be a number. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we get to the plane. It's in like this giant crater. Mm. We've seen a fireball. Yes. Plane is like ninety percent intact. Well, Everyone inside it. <laughs> it's, What's okay? Like the, the tail is gone, and the, there's random wreckage. The left wing is completely removed, but cleanly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just like somebody chopped it, like just like went. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, McAllister from <laughs> Lumberville. From Lumberville. <laughs> Lumberville. He just yeah. the plane crashed. He came over, ripped it in half with his hands. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, this will be perfect for something. Or it was, or it was the guy from Flex Tape. I cut a plane in half. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> it's a callback to a reference we made a, a while ago. <laughs> I love our really long time callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Can I pull in Austin Matthews at some point? <laughs> oh, man, they just got eliminated from the playoffs, so everything's right with the world. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like, are you sad about that? But no, I no, know you're not sad no, about I'm that. No, I'm not sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> they can suck a that. big old butt, those guys. <laughs> so yes, this plane is like smoldering. There's some random fires. Everything is pretty much intact. Uh, <laughs> nobody's that injured, really. Uh, well, so this is where it started to link to, I love the show Lost. Mm. I am well aware that after season three, it becomes garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. I still watched every episode. But it reminded me of the first 20 minutes of the first episode of Lost, which are like the best 20 minutes of a TV pilot ever of a plane crash. It's just like so intense and so well done. And you're like, you feel like you're in a plane crash and like feel like you're there. And then we get this. Yeah. A plane that's been like craned into a crater in the forest and people unconscious, (laughs) no injuries, low fire. (laughs) I mean, there are injuries, but they're not as bad as you would expect from like this is not a large plane we should say this is a i'm trying to remember it's a it's an otter so it's like got i think about eight or ten passenger max capacity yeah it's like a bush Mm -hmm. plane so like a plane that size at a speed that quick coming through a fairly thick forest i'd expect both (laughs) wings gone i'd expect like a head-on collision with a tree of some sort um Mm -hmm. i would expect serious (laughs) serious <laughs> injuries absolutely yes yeah it's a very small plane moving at a very high speed hitting a very dense forest but somehow it loses one wing and okay. something explodes i'm not sure what and one person is pretty seriously injured yes one because the other person was already not doing well no um, anyway so yes we get to see the people they're in there they're all strapped in they're all unconscious one of them is like mumbling it took me a while to figure out she's saying the name steve steve over and over again uh and so this is where another lost reference we get a flashback oh yes the first of many <laughs> this whole episode is just like 1980s lost <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, So we flash back to the woman. She's standing on the dock. She's reading a letter. There's always there's a voiceover of Steve, her husband, just talking about how excited he is for like her and the kids to come visit him. Up, he's doing some geological survey. Yay! Oh man, it's Marty's (laughs) Marty's dad. He divorced. He's doing more geological surveys. (laughs) It's true. It's like I can't wait for you to come on up. 
Watch out for the poacher, though. He's still around. <laughs> oh, man. And then we, like, we see the plane, and then we get a, a crazy whip pan over. And the poacher's like, well, a couple more plane crashes like that, and I'll have the old airfield to myself. A few more of them tremors, I might have that cabin to myself again. She's <laughs> like, whoa, it's what a, a callback. This is amazing. It's a beautiful callback. It's so well done. I just applaud that. Yeah. Christine Foster ghost wrote this episode. I could see that. <laughs> so we get a flashback to her, why she's there. Then we go back to her, now unconscious. We find out her name is Mrs. Adams. There's a little boy, clearly her child, trying to wake them up. Um, there's a nun on the plane, because of course there is. Mm. <laughs> she starts to wake up. So we get a little flashback of her. I'm so suspicious of this nun. She is like a sister act nun. As in, like, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, not a real nun nun. <laughs> She's talking to the pilot, Mr. Bishop. They're flirting about buying each other drinks. Yeah, did you not you find know? that a little strange? That's so strange. It's like, you know, I think, I mean, I, you know what? There's nothing wrong with a bit of innocent flirting. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But also, <laughs> that's a nun. <laughs> right? And, like, it's not subtle. They're clearly flirting about buying each other drinks. Yes. And he does, at one point, he he does say, ha, 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 that a girl, as she, like, steps into the plane. And I'm like, I swear to God, if he slaps her butt, I'm checking out right now. Ha, 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 that a girl. But he didn't, so thank goodness. <laughs> he restrained himself. Yes, he restrained himself. Uh, he thought it, so though. Yes. <laughs> That's the nun. I don't think we ever get her name. Nope. So I just call her the I just nun call her the through nun. this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, um, she gets in the plane and is followed up by, I wrote businessman, but we find out later he's a school principal. Mm-hmm. man named Mr. Proust shows up, drops his luggage off, kind of rude, pilot doesn't like him, yeah. gets on the plane. We'll talk more about him later. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've got a line of his coming up, so. Uh, so we go back to the plane. Uh, I thought it was like the co-pilot, but it's just a dude named Sam hmm. who like stumbles out of the plane. Uh, he's like kind of making his way. It's very disoriented. Uh, he's not checking on anyone else. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's, he's just like I think he's in shock. He's taken he's a pretty serious <laughs> blow to his knee for sure, and probably his head. I mean, I assume so. <laughs> he can't see very well either. We'll find out because we get a point of view <laughs> shot of his, and it's all blurry. And they put Vaseline <laughs> yeah. on the lens there. <laughs> they did the old school trick. Yep, it's very true. Uh, so yes, I spent a whole lot of time talking. Like, is he the co-pilot? Who is he? Uh, I don't know why. I'd was so concerned uh, so he sees all the fires that are like burning he's in pain there's like a huge we get a close-up of like a cut on his leg yeah the hobo has finally arrived at the crash site uh he starts like digging around in the dirt I'm not sure what he's doing all right i know, it, I know what contact. he's doing <laughs> he literally just digs and has no i don't know what he's doing so there's there's uh, fuel leaking out of the airplane oh is that, that what is, he's is doing? gonna make it to the fight like the flames and then <laughs> it'll ignite whatever fuel's left in the tank what he does is he digs a little a little trench to lead the <laughs> fuel away from the plane and i actually put it in my notes i'm like this is actual good writing for a dog actor they give him something to do that makes sense that isn't like <laughs> that he could actually that do. he could actually do. They didn't have to be done in like fifteen cuts. That like, <laughs> yeah, it's not him doing something really crazy. It's just a very simple, practical <laughs> thing that he can do. I was like, good job, good job. I know we're gonna make fun of this episode a whole bunch as best we can. Um, it is a fairly serious episode, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it is pretty well written as a whole. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'll go down on record right now and say, this is not a bad episode. It's just it's a I very will- serious episode. <laughs> 
I will agree with that. Yes, not a bad episode. And that was so simply written that it went right over my head. I was just like, what crazy thing is the hobo doing that he's digging? <laughs> he's digging a grave. <laughs> he's just getting ready to bury the guy. Yeah. Push him in. <laughs> You're dead already, man. There's <laughs> uh, too many Sams so. in this show. <laughs> he digs the trench. He makes eye contact with Sam. Um, he, they have some sort of telepathy. Hobo runs into the plane. He knocks a fire extinguisher off the, like, the little the side of the plane, brings it to the man, who then uh, starts to extinguish the flames. Yeah. That's pretty much all that happens. <laughs> uh, then the man passes out. As soon as he's extinguished the flames, Hobo brings him a blanket. It's very helpful. The flames extinguish him. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those i don't know what it means like, but it sounds cool those green earth like you know those green earth tapestries that you get that's like <laughs> yes. dance like nobody's watching it's like some weird Nietzschean saying it's like yeah be careful when trying to extinguish the flames that the flames don't extinguish you the littlest hobo 1983 <laughs> i would hang that on my wall <laughs> yeah oh yeah green earth make that yeah. <laughs> i want it <laughs> <laughs> so the man's unconscious he's got a blanket on him from the hobo everyone else is also still like coming to or like still unconscious uh so now we get the pilot's flashback his name is bishop i want to call him lapidus because that's the name of the pilot from lost <laughs> it won't <laughs> everything in this episode reminded me of lost everything hey. uh, so we get the flashback the plane's taking off uh it's the little boy sitting next to him. Yes. Um, he tells him to put a seatbelt on. They make some small talk. Plane takes off. Blah, blah, blah. We go back to the plane crash. <laughs> they keep name dropping Thunder Bay all the time in this oh, episode. Oh, yes, they do. They name drop <laughs> yes, it like Thunder it's Bay in LA. Like and then they're sitting up there and he's like, this is this is my life. Or, or no. So he, he talks to radio and they're like, you know, have oh, fun yeah. in Thunder Bay. Watch out for bears. And he turns <laughs> to the kid and he's like, you scared of bears, boy? And the kid's like, no way. And I hoped he was going to be like, you should be. And then he pulls like a bear claw out of his back pocket and does a speech from Jurassic Park. He's like, when you first see the bear, he moves like a bird bobbing his head. He, he keeps, puts it against the kid's yeah, stomach. Yeah, he's like, keep still because you think maybe he can't see you like a skunk does. But then he comes at you, not from the front, but from the side. And he eats you while you're still amazing. living. <laughs> I'd love it if the pilot was actually a combination of Grant yes. from Jurassic Park and Quint from Jaws. That's what I was going to say. Quint from Jaws. He's got the hard <laughs> biscuit. He's just like, yeah. those bears swallow you whole. Little shaking, <laughs> little tenderizing down you go. I don't know why my Quint sounds like a pirate. I mean, he's kind of piratey. He's a little piratey. <laughs> Tells the story about his plane crashing and, you know, being stuck in a forest full of bears. <laughs> watching. That's when I was the most scared, chief. Waiting for my turn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ran into a friend. Used to play baseball with him. Tap him on the shoulder while he bobbed up like a cork. He's gone from below the waist. It's just like they're sitting in the sitting on the ground and the bears are coming from like underneath the earth. They learned how to tunnel, you tremor. see. Yeah, that's right. We've got this weird mix of like littlest hobo jaws and tremors just mashing up in here. We're gonna make this work. Yep. Oh man, I want tunneling underground bears. Me too. Can you imagine, like, bears are not actually that scary, but every now and then, like, if you encounter one, you're like, ooh, bear. Yeah. Can you imagine a bear that can tunnel? Yeah. You just feel something <laughs> under your feet. You're like, oh, no. 
<laughs> no. There's no escape. <laughs> if it's a grizzly bear. Oh, you're done. You know, black bears and brown bears, like, I'm fine. But a grizzly bear? I am right out. You would there's, there's nothing you could do. You couldn't, like, how are you going to make yourself no. seem bigger when it's coming from underneath you? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no warning. It's just, like, it'll be like those, um, have you seen those videos of great whites breaching, like, where they come up under the seal? That's my Jimmy Jam. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> so impressive but terrifying yeah that would be it yeah, just every time i picture a surfer instead i'm like oh it would just be like a boy scouts troop <laughs> yeah and then just like out of the ground <laughs> like oh no <laughs> scout troop leader scott <laughs> he's gone oh. <laughs> he's taking him below <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the movie the rest of the show would be them like going through the tunnels like trying to and then it'd be yeah. like It'd be like Alien, the first Alien, when they're like in the little <laughs> shafts looking around. Yeah. Or like, um, oh, what's that movie, The Descent, with the women spelunkers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? This all sounds like uh, like an hour-long Halloween special of Lumber Cops. That's what this is. <laughs> it's the one Lumber Cops <laughs> horror episode where the mountain is like in the tunnel, and it's like <laughs> it, Aliens, when they put, I think Bishop is his name, the little android, and he's in that little tiny, oh. tiny tunnel, and the only way he can move is like <laughs> yeah. with his forearms. They have to grease him up. So they have to grease him up to get him in there. Yeah. Lube him yeah. up, send him down. Just, like, <laughs> just give him enough momentum that he can slide down. <laughs> the bear's actually scared of him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what's that noise? I can just, and just hear like the sound coming from the tunnel getting louder yeah. and louder. <laughs> the scariest thing is they put him in arms first so he can actually grab you. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Don't like. I don't know who, who side I'm on anymore. The bears or bishops? It's a real roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> yeah, really good storytelling there. You just never know who the villain yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quint knows though. Anyways, we're <laughs> right. back to this back very to serious episode of the Littlest Hobo. We cut back to the plane. The nun mentions that they're going to be okay because the woman behind her is a doctor. We cut to the woman behind her who's unconscious. Not very helpful. <laughs> but she's a doctor. <laughs> but she's a doctor. It's fine. Uh, we flash back to the doctor now. So the plane's in the air. She's chilling. We find her. Her name's Eileen, mm. I think. I don't. I honestly uh, put them down by their professions or their relation. <laughs> like, I literally have yeah. principal. What do I got? <laughs> Nun, doctor, principal, pilot, plaid man, who is Sam, um, kid one <laughs> yeah. and kid two, and mom. Those are the names for everybody. <laughs> it was just too many people. I can't remember anyone's names. It's true. I, until the second rewatch, I didn't put any names in my notes. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they have names. <laughs> uh, so uh, this whole scene is just the school principal, whose name is Proust, yeah. uh, flirting with Eileen in a horrible way. Uh, he makes a really bad joke about doctors and teachers having a lot in common. Teachers need patients to survive. Doctors need patients to live. Ha ha ha. He's so funny. It's not a terrible joke. He just doesn't, just doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't deliver very well. well. Yes, um, <laughs> he doesn't have the charisma or charm to pull it off. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, do you recognize this man? He looks very familiar, and I know he's been in another episode of the. He Hobo. is the. Uh, I did not look. He's up. the mayoral <laughs> candidate from Double Vision. Oh yeah, who's also kind of yeah. A he's got a, a bit of a typecast in this. Yeah, Brad. <laughs> Thank you for Brad for that one. I <laughs> I don't have to look up anything on IMDb anymore because Brad just tells me it's great. It's like having my own personal Alfred, but I don't pay him, and he didn't raise me when I was a child. But he probably he probably would have done a good job if he did. I assume. I don't know. I'm Brad sure. seems yeah. like a cool dude. <laughs> shout out Brad. Yeah, shout out to Brad. 
the the <laughs> podcast official Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> It's your new title. <laughs> I hope you like it. He's like, <laughs> it is a compliment. He's like, oh, I'm a Marvel guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, shoot. It was the equivalent in um, Marvel. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you, you pick Brad. Let us know. Yeah. He's like, I hate comics. We're like, well. <laughs> I don't know what you yeah. want. <laughs> it's my only point of reference outside of Hobo. Star Wars doesn't have butlers. <laughs> no. No, well, then, yeah, I guess not. What's what's Anakin's mom's name? Oh, Shmi? Shmi? Do you, Brad, yeah, you can be the Shmi of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we get that whole little scene. Eileen's clearly not amused. Uh, we get a shot of the pilot passing out, plane nose diving. Sam, plaid man, uh, pulls the pilot out from the seat and tries to fly the plane. Has no success. It crashes. We Kudos crashes. to him. He tried. and He tried. I mean, you have to, right? If you were in that scenario, you'd have to. He like, definitely mitigated try. some disaster because he yeah. pulled the plane up it's... so at least it didn't go straight down into the earth. Um, yeah, no one's surviving that. No. So <laughs> kudos to Sam the Plaid Man. Yes. He, he did the best he could. And I think maybe this is a spoiler. At the very end of part two, spoiler, Sam doesn't die. Somebody <laughs> mentions that he's, uh, he's the new pilot. So I guess he has some experience. Uh, I think I think the line you're referencing is the guy's making kind of like a joke about him uh, being a new pilot, and that he's you. like trial by fire. You know, <laughs> you piloted the plane for 12 seconds, so now you're the good job. You're the, you, you, you are the captain now. <laughs> Look at him; he is the captain now. <laughs> so Sam tries to save the plane. It crashes anyways. We get a smash cut to Eileen waking up like screaming, which. Mm. You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Uh, the nun is like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Those are exact okay. words. <laughs> yeah. I swear this nun is not a nun. Very uh, like... Um, she may uh, not have said that, but she was thinking it. <laughs> Bill and excellent Ted South. Dude, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that there's going to be another one of those movies coming out. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. Signed <laughs> me up. <laughs> sure. I'll watch that. Um, <laughs> So she asks if the woman, the, the doctor's okay. Uh, the doctor is not okay. Her collarbone is broken. That's what she says. So they make a little sling for her. Mm. Uh, while they're doing that, Hobo then goes like out to check out the rest of the wreckage. We get a shot of like an arm sticking out from underneath part of the wing <laughs> or part of the plane. I don't know what part of the plane. It's just a part of the plane. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, it's too yeah, it small just to be the wing. Corrugated metal with an yeah. arm sticking out underneath it. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the doctor who's already like into doctor mode. She's checking out Mrs. Adams, the mom, uh, who's like, n- only now did I realize like bleeding from her abdomen. Yes. <laughs> like profusely. Um, so at this point, Hobo uncovers the arm. It turns out it's attached to a child. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be better if it was attached to a person, like a, a full grown human. It's just like one tiny arm. <laughs> like ooh, i wasn't expecting that <laughs> as he pulls the like metal away <laughs> or it's one of the one of the underground bears and he's using it as bait <laughs> just fall it into his trap <laughs> it's tied to a string he's pulling <laughs> it along oh and you're chasing it <laughs> hobo can't resist <laughs> but no it's attached to a child um uh we go back to the pilot who's just he's awake he's telling them that the radio's dead they're 100 miles from nowhere. The typical, like, you know, yeah. we're lost and no one knows where we are. Let's eat the ah. principal first. I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, Hobo grabs the nun and, like, pulls her towards the kid whose name is Luke. 
she takes the kid, blah, 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 make sure he's okay, brings him into the plane. <laughs> yep. She also tells Hobo at this point that they're looking for the radio transmitter so that Hobo knows they need to find it. Yes. He's going to go on a little quest to yeah. find this transmitter. A quest <laughs> that will fail. It's true. The first thing he brings back to the pilot, the pilot is like, nope. This, I don't even know what this, this isn't even off this plane. <laughs> yeah. Is this from like a previous plane crash? Like what yeah. is this? <laughs> is this, this is like the little portal maker from sliders. They're like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, ah, it's going to show up. <laughs> oh, he's gone. It's, they left it behind. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh he man, I love John Rice Davies. I gotta, <laughs> ow. <laughs> <laughs> I always just miss him. <laughs> I gotta get him to sign my Gimli headshot. <laughs> right. I've already got a frame ready for it and a spot on my wall. Yeah, right next to my replica axe. It's a real hit with the ladies. A lock of the wig hair. <laughs> it's the beard. It's got a piece yeah, of the beard. beard. So, Hobo fails. Uh, just so the pilot can point out what he's actually looking for, which is like some red rectangle. So Hobo goes back. He finds it in no time. I feel like I skipped a chunk in my notes here. No, I think you I think you pretty much got it. So Hobo brings in the he looks for the transponder and they it's not the right thing. The nun tells the pilot to like keep talking to this kid. He's got a concussion. If he falls yeah. asleep, he'll go into a coma and die. And the pilot's like, Don't worry about me. I could talk to anybody about everything. Don't worry, kid. Soon there'll be tigers here. And the kid's like, tigers? And he's like, yep, actual tigers. We're probably going to die in about six hours. And the kid is very awake at this point. I mean, you would be if somebody told you all of a sudden, tigers in Thunder Bay. Yeah, he's like, like, I thought the tunneling bears were bad. (laughs) Tigers? Ah. Can you imagine, though? Like, I sometimes wonder or think about, it's really sad, but remember that guy who had all those exotic animals in Ohio? And he killed himself, but he let them all out first. Yes. Yes, I do. And so people were driving on the highway and would just see a tiger yeah. in Ohio. It's very strange. <laughs> if only there was a Little Littlest Hobo episode that dealt with something similar to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did talk about it, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's so familiar. It's a little, little, little taste of what's to come in about two <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just a little stinger so y'all keep y'all keep listening it's the episode that i posted on twitter about so yeah my notes <laughs> just check those out um so yes uh he's keeping the kid awake he mentions tigers uh we cut to the radio station the search and rescue station some station with some official looking man who's talking on a radio about a storm that's coming which spoiler alert never plays no. a part in this episode no it doesn't <laughs> and the fact that they can't get in contact with this plane yes that it's supposed to have arrived and it has not yet and they don't know where it is yep At this point hobo has brought a collapsible pail i don't know where he found it but he found it he brings it to the river to get some water uh while the nun and the doctor are dealing with sam Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we see a military plane. I think it's a military plane. Yeah, a search and rescue plane. Search and rescue military plane. Flying overhead, but it does not see them. No, just keeps flying. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Proust wakes up. He starts screaming about how he's paralyzed. Uh, the doctor's like, "Dude, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not paralyzed." This is where. This is where I like. I'm not a big fan of the principle. I, I think we. No are not supposed to be a fan of no. his but please, like the guy hasn't moved really he's screaming that he's paralyzed whether he's paralyzed or not 
the doctor should at least be like, listen, I'll be with you in a second and not, you're not paralyzed. Shut up. Like, she's very dismissive. Like, that dude could have three inches of rebar sticking in his spine. You have no idea what's going on with this man. And they, they treat him like trash. Like, he's not a good, not a, I shouldn't say a bad dude. He's just not dealing with everything very well. And yeah. he's socially awkward to begin with, but like yes. they treat him like garbage in this <laughs> episode do. and the next episode, and he doesn't deserve it. Like he, he just he's he he's was dealing with he was shock. awake before anyone else. He was literally yeah. like breathing heavy. He was awake the <laughs> whole time. He watched that pilot have a heart attack. He watched yeah. the crash live as it happened. Yep. He didn't have the luxury of getting unconscious like everyone else. <laughs> the dude said like. He's having some real PTSD going on here. And they're just like, shut up, man. Be a be a real man and do your job. You're he's fine. Like, yeah. He's got some real psychological issues. And they're just like, you're garbage. You're, you. you're the scum of the earth. <laughs> you like, made a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. That's, it must have been a terrible joke. <laughs> right. Like, like, I'm assuming there was a few of them. So they're probably at this point like, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. You've been voted off the island. <laughs> He's like, I can't go, I'm paralyzed. <laughs> but yeah, the, the doc totally dismisses him. Well, I she mean, does. understandably, at that point, she, I mean, with a little more tact, maybe she could have done it because she is trying to help the mom who is who's dying pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> Her triaging skills are good. She's dealing with the one who's close to death. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't handle it well. He also does not, though, because then he makes a remark about her being an intern, like a really sassy, like, Oh yeah, he's you're just an intern. But again, he's having a, a pretty terrible. big crisis here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the nun hears the plane. So she goes out to like check it and see it flying by. She has a little prayer. Uh, she does nothing to signal it. I'm sure there's flares on that plane. Oh, definitely. There every, has I think to be every, flares. every plane has flares on it. Right? Maybe that's what exploded. <laughs> Maybe they were very good flares. <laughs> they mixed up the flares and the dynamite. That's right. Yeah. Son of a gun. Crap. Somebody ought to Not label again. these things. Why are Just the boxes the, so similar? The nun jamming TNT into like a gun. Yeah. It won't fire for some reason. Right. It jammed. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so she just prays. She doesn't do anything. No. Um, at this point, the doctor reveals that the mom is bleeding to death and she can't stop it. Uh, the principal is getting mad at Bishop for not trying to get in touch with the plane that flew overhead. Hobo brings water that the nun starts like distributing. She asks Bishop about the transmitter. He makes a mention that that plane couldn't hear it because it's not the right search and rescue. I didn't quite get this bit, uh, but basically that it's going to be up to 24 hours. Before they can be rescued. Yeah. I think he explains that the plane is not a military search and rescue. Yeah. So it wouldn't have got the frequency that their transmitter supposedly is is putting yeah. out. And visually, like, we this this episode is full of wonderful aerial shots, and so <laughs> yes. is the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have one great aerial shot that actually shows kind of where the plane is, but from a tremendous height. And it yeah. blends in perfectly with the trees because you've got, it's like fall-ish. So you've got yeah. some nice yellow golden trees that just cover the plane <laughs> up. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's totally, totally makes sense that this plane doesn't see them and is not getting their frequency. Yes. So this is where the dun-dun-dun, Mrs. Adams doesn't have 24 hours occurs. Yep. 
episode ends episode ends part one done yeah <laughs> what'd you think <laughs> um i it's a good episode uh, this yeah. is probably like if somebody asked to see a serious episode of the littlest hobo like a semi that this is probably the most like realistic episode yes. of the littlest hobo in you still i mean there's still stretches in logic like why <laughs> is the dog in the middle of nowhere you know <laughs> yeah, why is there? the plane explode but then is still <laughs> mostly intact like what exploded on that plane <laughs> right? you know, there's still little things that are gonna that gonna poke at you but generally yeah this episode is good it's it's a serious episode it's well shot uh well done there's lots of little touches like um sam's knee injury is very well done it looks good it's good latex injury they've cast it well yeah i think this episode is just fine i didn't really have any desire to watch it a second time nope (laughs) um but it's it's a fine episode and i i really and truly don't have a lot bad to say about it no, considering some of the like two and three parters we've dealt with, yes, this is definitely near the top. <laughs> if this had been a three parter, we would probably have a very different tune because yes. we had to spend three parts, like Ugh. the better part of an hour, on this very <laughs> no. depressing patch of land. <laughs> Unless there's polar bears in that forest and a weird hatch in the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> <don't> out. Wanna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that is that about your feelings too katie or that is pretty much my feelings yeah like i didn't hate it when i was watching it i like some episodes the time drags on when i'm watching it i'm like oh my god i'm only six minutes in yes yeah yeah <laughs> this episode was not that no it... i liked all the characters as very interested in the nun's backstory <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd like to know, to know more, more about her uh so anytime they have a character where i'm actually like oh i'd like to know more that's it's a good episode it's a good episode <laughs> Um, are so, you yeah. are you ready for some Brad facts? Oh yes, please. All right. So um, this was filmed in Trenton, which is actually fairly close to where we are. Uh, I was gonna say that's nowhere near Thunder Bay. <laughs> no, no, of course no. <laughs> um, it's a little more south. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, filmed in Trenton over two weeks. Uh, so filming took place at CFB Trenton and also the Canadian Forces Detachment in Belleville, which is pretty cool. They used RCAF's uh, 424 Squadron, which are called Tigers. Um, that are based out of Trenton or were were based out of Trenton. I don't I don't know anymore. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they made use of real planes and they were real quote unquote tigers and that the <laughs> you know, that's the name of the squadron. But yeah, that's your that's your Brad fact for this episode. I say, we didn't really talk about it in this episode. Um and maybe you talk about it in the next episode. What Sartec means? <laughs> Yes, it's search and rescue is, technician. Because I don't think in episode two, they definitely don't in this episode mention Sartek. No. And in episode two, they mention Sartek, but don't explain it. No. I had to Google it. Yes. Yeah. Search <laughs> and like, is rescue. Is this just a common term in the 80s? It may well have been, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we weren't alive, so. <laughs> no. Because it really did. I genuinely, until reading the description, thought it was going to be like some weird... Star Trek sort of similar thing. to the laser episode, like yeah. a weird corporation. Yeah. Like I th- tech place. <laughs> I thought about that too, because I think when I read the description, I was like, this sounds like a Star Trek thing. Like it's going to be like sci-fi and probably somebody yeah. listening to that episode is like, you're an idiot. You have no idea. <laughs> but does that like maybe they crashed like near like a shady military or like shady base of some company? You know? Yeah. Like <laughs> Hobo harm? I gave it a two. Okay. That- mainly just because he's got to do a lot of weird stumbling crawling walking on things he wouldn't want to <laughs> yeah i gave it a three because he he outright falls in a weird 
corky yes. spin sort of way. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for anything. Yeah. It's almost like the raccoon intern got vindictive and was like, you know what? You're going to let me film raccoons? I'm going to make you walk all over everything. So they picked, like, the hardest terrains for him to walk over in this episode. It's definitely the one, like, if anyone was hiking, they'd be like, I'll go around. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about your hobo fight? Uh, My hobo fight is flex tape versus that entire plane. (laughs) I want the... Amazing. I want the guy for flex tape to show up and be like, don't worry, folks. It just, like, puts the wing back on. (laughs) Yeah. Still good. Flies like new. Yep. Off you go. Yeah. How about you? Again, because this episode reminded me so much of Lost, I said, these survivors versus the island from Lost. Nice. (laughs) Probably wouldn't fare very well, I don't think. I do not think so, no. no. Proust would be the first to die. The polar bear would eat him. Yep. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The nun would turn out to be the Kate, which is the person you think is nice and then has some, like, shady background. Absolutely. (laughs) Sam would be Jack. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did give them all characters. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. The mom is the guy from the very first episode whose leg is injured and they're like pulling from out of the wreckage and then you never see again. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And his real purpose is just to be the catalyst for a guy getting pulled into a prop propeller. (laughs) Oh, no. Exploding with blood. It's good. That's my hobo fight. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for the thrilling conclusion? Yes. Tell me about part two. All right. Next episode is StarTech part two. The description is exactly the same. Hobo witnesses (laughs) a wilderness plane crash and aids the victims. So more more of this. (laughs) What's going to happen? We're going to find out. Yeah. Find out whether the bears, bears. (laughs) bears and tigers... (laughs) All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. Bye. Bye.